Welcome to the Dodeca Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast, where expert dynasty football analysis and strategy meet the antics of the league. Tune in as Chris and Adam break down players and dish out advice to help you dominate your dynasty league. Hear actual owner insight from the rookie draft, head-to-head matchups, rivalries, and trade fallout. Laugh all the way to the championship with Chris, Adam, and the rest of the guys from Dodeca Dynasty. Welcome to the Dodeca Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. It's great to have you back. We're here today to break down the number two all-time leader in wins behind yours truly, of course, and that's Dodeca Eli. He'll join us on the show today along with Dodeca Adam to break down Eli's 2021 lineup on Team CD's Nuts. Reeb, wait, what? All right, so this is Dodeca Chris. I'm here with Dodeca Adam and our special guest, Dodeca Eli. What's up, boys? Hey, man. So uh, this is season two, uh, episode one. We're going to break down uh, Eli's team here. Eli, remind me what your team name is. Uh, That is the classic name, CD's Nuts, Rabe. Yeah, very good. Super, super uh, creative there. So – I think that just spawns from the uh, the kind of hate and uh, and and pain that finishing. What do you? What were you third last year? Fourth? Uh, f- yeah, third or fourth. It doesn't matter if you didn't win first. I guess right. probably not. So I don't really remember much for the last couple of years, but um, <laughs> very good. So um, jumping into uh, at Dodeca Eli's team here, uh, we're going to start out with your starting quarterback. Uh, 37, soon to be 38-year-old Aaron Rodgers. Um, nothing but the three-time NFL MVP, one-time Super Bowl champ, nine-time Pro Bowler, and three-time All-Pro. Uh, this guy is a obviously a Hall of a Famer, man. This question uh, going around: Is this guy gonna gonna take snaps for the pack this year? No way. I I had uh I had Ryan Tannehill as his starting quarterback because I didn't <laughs> think that Rodgers was going to start here. But yeah, very could be. I think in all worlds, uh, all possibilities. One of those are are definitely possible. There, Rodgers got to hope and pray that old man keeps playing for another couple of years. Trade to the Broncos maybe would be an intriguing option to see. That guy's still slinging it around at uh, 37. He's He's got plenty in the tank. It's just a matter of if he wants to do it any longer. Killing it, man. Number two uh, quarterback last year. 
Um, 4,300 yards passing, uh, 48 touchdowns, five interceptions, three uh, TDs on the ground, 522 fantasy points, big-time uh, effort, big-time year from him. Uh, depth chart in, uh, in Green Bay is, uh, is pretty rough right now but here behind A-Rod. They got Jordan Love and First Blake. First rounder. And Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles was uh, was a Dodeca Eli, right? A CD's uh, nutzer. I think he might have been a championship winner, actually. Yeah, he might have been, man. He might have been. I remember. I remember way back, maybe the second year when we were one QB. You had no quarterback starting, and I was thinking about trying to make a a, a move for Blake Bortles. I'm glad I I didn't <laughs> I didn't smash accept on that one. So I mean. Look, obviously, wherever Rodgers goes next year, um, he's going to be a candidate. And it sounds like, um, you know, initially he's making some what is his, his teams that he said he'd go play for were um, Denver, San Francisco, and he mentioned the Raiders, too. And it's the Raiders, right? Would really suck for my fantasy team. <laughs> Which is, is, you know, he could go and, and put up big time stats there. Uh, the question is, what in the world does Green Bay do if he leaves? Obviously, you're thinking that, um, I mean, Aaron is in the third year of a four-year, $134 million deal. Um, he, he's, he's still got another year left on his deal. Um, so, you know, the pack doesn't have to trade him. They're not, you know, they're not going to lose him. They could play him all the way through 2022, franchise him uh, in, in 2024. Because uh, he plays his, his final year is in, in 2023. Um, so it seems like they got the leverage here. So if they make a move with him, they're probably getting a quarterback back, I would assume. But um, as a also as a Devontae Adams owner, man, how do you feel about Adams and the rest of the weapons on uh, Green Bay's offense if Rodgers leaves? I, I like to think that the first round talent of Jordan Love would, would show up eventually. Uh, don't love it. Absolutely do not love it. Obviously, you're going to get a major drop from Adams uh, potentially with with Rodgers leaving. But uh, I like to think Devontae Adams is good enough to produce. You got these wide receivers. Josh Gordon's the number one receiver with, uh, I don't know, who was the Browns quarterback back then? Brandon Whedon? Yeah. yeah. Whedon, I think. So, I, ultimately, if they're that good of a wide receiver, they get open, they find ways to get him the ball. I don't think he's going to take a major hut hit with his with his talent but uh definitely fearful i'd much rather have a, a motivated aaron Rodgers on the packers throwing the ball to adams than anybody else mm. i think i think if if he gets on the field either way um i mean you saw what he came out and did after they they drafted jordan love uh he went out there and kind of put middle fingers up to the front office and showed that he was still an mvp um you know if they don't trade him i think this guy's way too much of a competitor to retire i've heard people talking about you know him him sitting out a year i I don't think i I don't i don't see him doing that i mean who knows especially with um you see his guaranteed money uh this year he's got a a 37 million dollar cap hit um Mm -hmm. man you'd really have to be pissed off uh to, to sit out and let 37 mil um pass you by but um, I think if he gets out there, obviously Devontae Adams, who we'll talk about here uh, in a little bit, is is also uh, you know wide receiver one. Amari Rogers, uh, the rookie out of Clemson, is uh, is super interesting. Um, he could also be very not depending on uh, you know who ends up there. Um, you know Robert T- Tunyon um, and and Aaron Jones there. They they still they got the weapons, but 
Um, what kind of gun are they going to be shooting out of? Yeah, maybe we save it for another podcast. But can you imagine being a three-time MVP, Super Bowl winner, and you can't get a freaking wide receiver to get drafted from your front office? Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, man. I don't, you know, obviously that's that's there's uh, there's some smart people in that in that franchise, um, as storied as they are, but. They, they've obviously mismanaged this somewhat to some extent as, as, as difficult as Rodgers may be um, to, to, to put a wedge between them and their three-time MVP franchise speaking, player. Yeah. Speaking of wedges, they must, you know, too much cheese up there in, uh, in Wisconsin. <laughs> so, and speaking of cheese, Saquon Barkley, RB1. Yeah. So moving on to, uh, to Saquon Barkley here. Um, I think it's how many years uh, Saquon been in the league? Three years, coming up on four years later, and it, it, it still makes me want to cry seeing him on <laughs> anyone else's roster, let alone yours. Um, but let's talk about Saquon Barkley. What um, you know, he got hurt, uh, tore ACL, uh, second game of the year last year against Chicago. Um, was a was a big hit. You had to you had to make quite a few moves, uh, if if memory serves me, to get get your team right for the playoff run, which you did go pretty pretty far, pretty deep. Um, but you know, Barkley, uh, RB one uh, back or yeah, RB number one back in twenty eighteen, RB ten in twenty nineteen, and uh, RB one fourteen last year with the injury. What is how you feeling about Barkley this year, Eli? I like the things the Giants have been doing. I like the way that their coaching staff has uh, addressed some of their needs on their team. 2019 obviously was supposed to be, a, you know, a little bit. They've been putting some some work in their offensive line. It's supposed to turn around a little bit from the, the number 10 spot uh, goes out and gets hurt. But I like the things the Giants are doing. I think he's going to get right back into that workhorse, you know, top, top three running back in the league. I think you got uh, CMC. You know Henry Cook, Saquon, all up there, and that Camaro maybe even top top five up there. So, yeah, man. We'll see. Yeah, hard to argue with that. So you had the Giants were towards the bottom of the league, three hundred ninety nine rushing attempts last year. Uh, put them uh, probably around twenty eight, twenty seven. Uh, if I would have taken the time to count it up on attempts, um, way down on yards. You had the Ravens rush for almost thirty one hundred yards, and. Uh, you had had the Giants at about 1,700. Um, obviously, getting a healthy Saquon uh, back does a lot for that. Um, how do you feel um, about no Wayne Gallman in uh, in NY this year? I, yeah, <laughs> Wayne, Wayne, Wayne Gallman was a former member of my team, so I at least know him decent. A former draft pick of my my team, so I know him well. Wayne's a, a solid, solid uh, backup running back in the NFL. And really, you can say that for probably most of the running backs if they were behind Saquon. Uh, so I like the extra touches for Saquon. They did pick up Devontae Booker, could, you know, get a couple goal line vultures. But uh, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Say, they're feeding Saquon. Any GM has Saquon on the team. He gets the ball, and he gets the ball as many times as he can handle it. Yeah, Devontae Booker went 1-3 to Do- – First rookie draft uh, way, way, way back when. Um, you know, they also brought in Corey Clement and uh, Reichwell, uh Armstead, who mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. might still have COVID. Um, missed almost <laughs> the, the whole year last year on the COVID list. Um, this guy just could not social distance. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Barkley's got some here uh, behind Devonta Freeman, who stepped in last year. Um, that was the I was, so con- I was so confused for a second there. I was like, Where, what? It's Big it's it's still confusing. Um, but yeah, look. So is still only twenty four years old, which is crazy. Five eleven, two hundred and thirty three pounds. Um, dude is a beast, man. Um, you know he's a a year ago uh, rushed for a thousand yards, six touchdowns, uh, seventy three targets, fifty two receptions, four hundred thirty eight yards, and uh, and two uh, receiving touchdowns. You got to be concerned about the Giants O-line. You got to be concerned about their quarterback play. Um, they did bring in uh, Kenny Galladay uh, this offseason. Uh, they did bring in uh, Hamburger Kelvin Benjamin this year. Uh, <laughs> that they new tight end. Speedster John Ross and uh, the veteran and uh, constant uh, – trade throwing guy Kyle Rudolph uh as well um you know they brought in Kadarius Tony so um they're they're making some moves offensively I, I look if he can stay healthy obviously he's an RB1 um but I think this offense man uh behind Daniel Jones is uh you know I I feel like this is Jones's last year and um they'll probably have a pretty potent offense with or without um you know, Jones being on top of his game, being able to run the ball with Barkley, being able to pick up all those dump off passes. Um, but yeah, I think the future of this offense is uh, is, is still kind of in flux. Yeah, I'd have to check some of those stats, but I know I just remember watching some of those games after Barkley picked up a couple of leagues, picking up you know Devontae Freeman and some of their backup running backs, and they worked terrible for the first half of the season. But towards the end of the season. They started picking picking up some rushing yards. You had those guys filling in, you know, getting ninety, you know, a hundred hundred yards, maybe including some of their receptions and the far inferior running backs putting up those numbers. So, looking forward to seeing a young offensive line with another year under their belt, another training full training camp, and that kind of thing. So, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, man, their head coach there seems like they're getting something going. Um, I think it's all going to come down to uh, to what Daniel Jones is going to be able to do there. But Saquon Barkley, um, you know, this is a pretty nasty lineup so far. As we keep going through this starting lineup, man, I think there's there's really only only one position that uh, is not just disgusting. Lineup goes. So, uh, Dedek Eli is going to be tough this year. Moving on to RB two, uh, my man. Uh, I guess technically your man, Joe Mixon <laughs> of uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, 24 years old, uh, coming off of uh, – got a contract extension last year uh, with the Bengals, uh, fourth, uh, fifth year in the league out of Oklahoma. Um, man, I feel like, you know, we did a podcast last year uh, at some point, and, you know, I'm touting uh, Mixon as a 1,000-yard as a, a rushing thousand yard receiving guy um thought he would be a top six rb obviously had some health issues uh only only played six games uh for the bengals last year um did not you know did not live up to you know what i was what i was what i was hoping for this guy uh how you feel like uh joe mixon is gonna gonna help your team uh lose to me this year (laughs) 
Yeah, I think, and I'm I'm banking on it because I really need him to perform. I'm strategically thin at running back because I've got a couple carrying the load. Uh, but Mixon had a couple seasons. He he, he played 15, 16 games uh, a couple times. I think he had a foot injury that he probably should have taken care of and had surgery or, uh, you know, nip that and just hopefully he's put that injury behind him and he can keep a, a healthy season. They added Riley Reef uh, on the offensive mm-hmm. line, at least a, a minor upgrade uh, to their O-line, who's – was god awful last year, so they can't get any worse. Um, we've got a couple games, fifteen points, a couple games, forty-two point performance. I think uh, he'll it's be right at fifteen to twenty uh, game points per game, which is what I've got at just about every spot. On the yeah, roster. man, yeah, that's, just, that's probably pretty solid, like in that range. I think, unless I'm doing some dodeca math here, like when I look back at 2019. He played a pretty full season there. He only scored more than twenty twice, um, so it's kind of like it's kind of weird to look at that and see because it kind of feels like a guy that would easily put up twenty, but um, he really just hit twenty in the last like weeks uh, fourteen and seventeen of that year. So, um, you know, as a Steelers fan, I'd love to see Joe Mixon put up uh, five points a game again this year, but uh, I think he's going to do good. It's a good spot. He's kind of a a, a weird. Um... I guess a weird situation. Like it took him a little while to get going. Uh, you know, in 2019, he was uh, RB 13, uh, only five touchdowns for, for 278 attempts um, is, is probably what held him back from, from being much higher on the list. Um, and last year was just, was just weird, man. He had the contract situation uh, before the year started. Couldn't really tell if he really wanted to be a Bengal or, or, or what he wanted to do. And then, uh, you know, when he started, started out uh, slow, and just kind of almost didn't necessarily look. I mean, this is just my perception. Didn't really necessarily seem like he wanted to be there or wanted to be playing football. Or I know the whole COVID situation and the and the protocols and all that. You know, uh, you know, difference in, in training camp and stuff like that um, had to have been different. But it really just didn't see. I didn't see any fire in Joe Mixon last year. So hopefully we get that back this year. Yeah, I think. Uh... You got to think Jamar Chase is going to stretch the field a little bit for him. Burrow's slinging it healthy. He's going to stretch the field a little bit. Uh, you you got to like that that offense and, and the increased weapons they put on the field there to, to help give him some uh, some unloaded boxes, spread them out a little bit. Yeah, they uh, look. I, I'm I'm hoping that I'm 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 going to be a big Jamar Chase fan, but it is. Uh... I feel like this is going to be one of those things that I'm going to penny Sewell uh, for his whole career and just watch <laughs> that guy become a Hall of Famer um, and, and feel like we passed up on him the year uh, right after we tore Joe Burrow's leg off, um, allowed that to happen. So, hey, man, uh, they got some super nasty weapons uh, on that offense. Need to Gio, get the offensive line. Uh, Gio Bernard took off a couple more targets. He already gets 50, 60 targets a season. Add a couple more. Only going to add to the PPR value. I like it. Yeah, and that could be a, could be a big thing, man, because uh, Gio always found a way to get in there, you know, and, and get in there on third down. He definitely played a lot of snaps. Uh, they brought back some Ajay P. Ryan. Uh, they got Trayvon Williams. Um Man, and, I re- I really feel like this is going to be a uh, you know eighty eighty percent uh, of the touches, seventy five percent of the touches in that in that backfield are going to go to Joe Mixon. I think he's going to get the rock a lot more this year. 
uh, you know, that he has in years past. All right, so moving on here, pretty solid so far. Uh, jumping into your wide receiver one, uh, Devontae Adams, man. We're going to run through these, these wide receivers, and I'm, I'm super jealous. Uh, it makes me sick. Um, yeah, I think you just, like, I know you said Devontae, but I think you just need to read, like, wide receiver one through wide receiver five, just, just so we all get a good understanding here. Yeah, how, do, how do you pick which one's wide receiver one? Because he's first in your lineup. Um, look, I mean, I don't know that I'd go that far with Allen Robinson. Um, but, I mean, I think that you, you could have a third of the wide receiver ones uh, this year, potentially. I, not impossible for, for A-Rob there, but, uh, you know, I don't know how – it depends on how early – uh, Justin Fields gets gets the starting nod there because uh, you saw what Andy Dalton uh, did to hinder Ceedee Lamb and Amari Cooper last year. So, um, but man, could could have five five wide receiver ones in that lineup? Pretty nasty. Uh, so Devontae Adams, twenty eight years old, uh, seven years in the league out of Fresno, the wide receiver number one overall yet last year. Um, didn't and you got this guy from Dodeca Adam last year, right? That's correct. We did a little Michael Thomas swap around there. I think it was Michael Thomas and maybe like a, a pick swap or yeah. something like that. Yeah. A couple year pick swap for a second round or so. And some change. Yep. Remember what week you uh, that trade went down, man? But it was when I don't have the stones to, to, to have let Devontae Adams go the way he was playing last year. Um, you got uh, you know a 41 point 40. I'm around a round up just because he was the number one wide receiver so why not give him that respect uh 42 point game in week one um you know a little spot and 45 points in week seven 31 in week eight 33 in week nine um another 30 burger in week 13 25 points at week 14 43 points at week 16 that's so 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 nasty uh ended up with 358 fantasy points 149 targets 115 receptions uh, 1,300, almost 1,400 yards. And... Oh, Reeb down. Lost, Lost you on audio there for a minute. And, uh, yeah, that's because I passed out. Um, <laughs> eight, eight, 18, 18 touchdowns is so, it's just so disgusting. What happened in week 15, though? I, I'm fairly certain that's the week I played you in the playoffs and lost by, like, eight points. And Devontae, Devontae and Aaron Rodgers, I think, combined for about 25 when they're normally going off for about 70. Well, well uh, Adam's got 24, so that's <laughs> accurate if, uh, if, if Rodgers put up one point, which I doubt. But No, he got 11. He's projected for 24. Uh, I got you. I got Get you. those glasses on, buddy. My bad, my bad. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I mean, I just want to throw it out there that maybe I had a little bit of premonition that I needed to trade away Adams to make a playoff run, and Rodgers was going to walk this year. And I got bounced out of the playoffs in the first round, and, uh, you know, maybe not. I think there, I think there's also some sentiments in the league where, like, maybe y'all will lose a trade if it powers somebody up to be in a position to, to take me down. So nah. I kind of feel keep, like – Yeah, keep, keep dreaming. <laughs> Keep dreaming. That's maybe maybe uh, I think I think some people may feel that way, yeah. but uh, I'm not sure that's the same sentiment for mm. that trade. 
We'll just we'll just we'll leave it a conspiracy and, and move on. So <laughs> where's uh, the proof? Devonte <laughs> Adams, uh, pretty nasty. We'll move on to. Uh, I'll make him your wide receiver too, uh, just because I know how much you love Allen Robinson. Um, That's my boy. What? What? what is, tell Tell me about this man. Like, why? Why is this your guy? If you watch I, all my entire football scouting. I don't really care too much about the numbers. I watch football and I watch highlight tapes and I watch every game that I could possibly watch. And if you watch games, Allen Robinson is open on every play. And he's been that way since he was his, his rookie year. Tell that he's, to Mitch Trubisky. He's absolutely wide open. Now the problem is his quarterbacks. He's played with Blake Bortles. He's played with Blaine Gabbard. He's played with Mike Glenn. Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> Uh, Mike, Mike Lennon, Lennon Nick, Foles. Nick Foles. Yeah. So, what's your uh, point? I don't. I don't get it. If Aaron Rodgers was his quarterback, he'd he'd be better than Devontae Adams. Ooh, hot take number one. That's what I think and I see about him. So I always scout my teams on talent. The dude's an absolute monster. If he had someone who could sling him the rock a little bit better, he goes up and gets the ball. Uh, that Chicago team is just terrible. Hopefully Justin Fields and uh, Matt Nagy in his last season, if he doesn't figure it out, uh, can find a way to get him to rock a little bit more often. Even so, even with all that, he's still uh, number 12 wide receiver, number nine wide receiver last year. Um, still put up solid numbers with, with absolutely garbage quarterback play. So, Yeah, so um... – you know, his his second year in the league, uh, wide receiver number six. Uh, he was doing big-time things down there in Jacksonville. Uh, Allen Robinson, Allen Hearns uh, were looking like some studs back then. Uh, then wide receiver 25 the next year. Uh, didn't exactly look quite right. Um, and then played one game in 2017 uh, after suffering an injury. And then came back uh, with Chicago, played 13 games, wide receiver 40. And uh, he kind of had to be asking yourself some somewhere along the road like was this a lucky like whatever i mean you, it's a hell of a lot of luck to be wide receiver number six but you know was that like a perfect storm uh kind of situation or or you know was this guy better and just in a bad situation uh 2019 wide receiver number seven uh 2020 wide receiver nine so obviously he's got the talent and uh dodeki eli has been cheering him on uh this whole time man yeah, I actually traded for him when he tore his ACL. Like I paid something, some cheap for him at the time. So I think you uh, traded him with me. Yeah, might might have been a first round pick, but uh, I was definitely willing to pay it because of uh, you know his talent. So. Wide receiver six next year. So look, and you you uh, got Saquon from from Adam. So like, I'm going back to conspiracy theory here. That you guys are just working. I mean, if you if you use that logic, you'd have to count like seventy percent of the players in the league. Evan Ingram that I'm in conspiracy with, yeah, yeah, right. So, and I do, I I, I for sure do. So, uh, moving on to wide receiver number three, uh, Donkey Kong Metcalf, DK Metcalf, um, another uh, person that is. Um, I feel like Dodeki Eli has uh, one of those heart-shaped lockets, and when you open it up inside, there's a picture of DK on one side, picture of A-Rob on the other side, and then like a superimposed picture of Eli next to him 
like he's out hanging out with him or something, but it, mm-hmm. it just doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. Um, so DK, 23 years old, uh, two years in the league. Dude is a monster, six foot four, 230 pounds. Um, had a, a great year last year. Uh, wide receiver number seven. Uh, wide receiver 34 is a rookie. And was it, did you draft this guy in the rookie draft? How'd you yeah, acquire him? I- I, uh, like I, had this, 12, I had this I had this gentleman named Jordan Reed at one time, and then uh, somebody towards after Jordan Reed's nineteenth injury, I was like, "It's time." I love Jordan Reed; absolutely loved him on my team, uh, but they just dude couldn't stay healthy. So I got a second round pick for him, and you knuckleheads let DK fall to uh, mm. second round. Who was I think that? he was like number fifteen or something like that, right? I mean, yeah, it was. Um, uh, it was not even two hundred one, two hundred two. Yeah, it was. It was back there a little bit. A little bit. Top half for the Ooh. second round. Speaking um, of 201, 202, and now 203, what, uh, who are you taking at 203? Mm, I don't know, uh, but you'll find out on draft day. That's a good point because I have 203. So Yeah, that's why I'm confused here. <laughs> why, do you, why, do you think, why do you think you have 203? I thought, we were, I thought you were putting me on the spot about D2, <laughs> man. My bad. Go ahead. <laughs> No, I'd, I'd definitely be looking to get some youth, traded some Robert Woods away. We'll, we'll see what happens. Whoever's there, best available. Yeah, I was a little sad about that Robert Woods trade, to be honest. It hurt. It hurt. And trade him away before his uh, top 10 wide receiver season. But he's old, man, 29. I got to get rid of the old guys. So the Seahawks um, got Chris Carson coming back. Uh, still got Tyler Lockett out there. Uh, doing his thing. They brought on uh, Gerald Everett uh, this year after letting um, letting Greg Olson go uh, mm-hmm. in in the off season. Mm-hmm. Are they going to? I mean, is, is Russ going to cook this year, or are they going to try to do this uh, this ground and pound, be a, a running team, uh, and force DK down into wide receiver two? Yeah, I, th- I think they I think they run the ball quite a bit. I don't think that. You know, towards the end of the second half of the season, I don't think they're going to do first half first half numbers, but hopefully it opens up the play action t- game. They're, it's going to be what reminiscent of the Titans, you know, trying to pound the rock, hit the play action deep, and they got Lockett and DK to, to score touchdowns. And as you can see, that's that's what he does: 20, 20, 10 touchdowns as a rookie, seven touchdowns. Um, I expect 10, 10 plus touchdowns again this year. Yeah, Seahawks ran the ball 411 times last year for almost 2,000 rushing yards. Um, they definitely, I mean, that's obviously been their MO if you've been watching football over the last couple of years, uh, about number 10 in the league-ish uh, on rushing. Um, man, I, I, I have, uh, I'm, the, I'm the proud owner uh, of Russell Wilson in our league, and he just went so bonkers last year. Uh, towards the fir- towards the first half of the year, man, uh, to where down the stretch, I, I remember starting starting Baker Mayfield uh, over over <laughs> Russ, um, and and I completely thought that that was going to be one of those like I outsmarted myself out of, out of a championship and didn't start the obvious, but um, I do want to give uh, Dodeki Eli some some props as the only person uh, to beat to beat me last year, man. I, I lost, I dropped one game playoffs included and it was, uh, it was to Dodeca Eli by about seven points. Seven more. It would have been twice, hey, hey. <laughs> but it but wasn't this, this DK guy was original draft pick. I actually traded him away at the end of last season for, 
three first round picks, and then uh, the same dummy who traded me three first round picks traded it back for two. <laughs> Classic Baker <laughs> move. Classic man. Hey, that that guy, uh, the art of the deal, man. He, he loves he loves flipping guys, making trades. So I, I gave it right back to him with the Justin Jefferson move, though. Man, so uh, tight end. This is the the one weak spot. Uh, this is. I feel like this is like your Jordan Reed Jr. Man, Eli. I know that you got those guys that you get on your team, and you just love. I tried to. I've tried to trade to get Evan Ingram probably 15 times uh, over the years. I sent you Evan Ingram trades last year, maybe one at the start of the year. Um, but Evan Ingram, 26 years old, um, coming into his fifth year, they picked up his fifth year option uh, on that, on that contract. He's coming in. Um, you know, they brought in Kyle Rudolph uh, this year. Uh, uh, it's not even worth mentioning. Andy, if you're listening, uh, this is a, you know I'm gonna pause on the dodeca for a minute, but uh, <laughs> Andy, if you're listening, uh, send something over. We'll work something out. Uh, I'll send you Hall of Famer Kyle Rudolph. You send me that first round pick. Um, <laughs> but you know Evan Ingram looked absolutely amazing, amazing his rookie year. Uh, came in as uh, tight end four as a rookie out of old miss super super nasty um and then you know 2018 he played 11 games 2019 he played in eight games injury history uh you know all over the place there played in all 16 games in 2020 um but really you know just you know tight end 16 141 fantasy points Got targets 109 targets isn't bad uh, 654 yards uh, on 63 receptions and one touchdown uh, for a tight end there. Um, mm-hmm. Man. Listen, you look at, you look at this, those numbers from his 2017 season, 115 targets, 64 catches. Last year he had 109 catches, 109 targets, 63 catches. You know, a couple less yards. It's really the touchdowns. The Giants were not scoring points. Their offense was terrible. Terrible. A couple more weapons, a couple more trips to the red zone. You know, Ingram's got to do his own part. I think he led the league in drops uh, over the last couple of years. The dude's got to the good dude's got to catch the ball. He's a special athlete with the ball in his hand. He can get open, but he's got to catch it. And I think he's, from what I'm seeing, he's put in some work in the off season, really focused on uh, ca- catching the ball, which I guess is a <laughs> the first thing you got to so, do. Some you should work on. Some <laughs> some you should work on. So, um, look, this is not all on Evan Ingram. But, you know, I said 109 targets, 63 receptions. He caught 58%, and that's rounding up, uh, of his passes. Uh, Daniel Jones was last year. Um, that offense, man, that passing offense, fourth least uh, in passing yards and the fourth lowest completion percentage uh, of any team in the NFL last year. You know, um, who knows what's going to happen there? I mean, Daniel Jones is going to be the man for this year. Who knows after that? But they're bringing in these other offensive weapons. You know, they're, they're getting getting stacked up, uh, like we talked about earlier, at, at receiver. Um, they got Saquon back, which, you know, you got to figure that a lot of those those targets last year, um, you know, he, he did see the most uh, targets last than he did almost combined the, the two years before that uh, in that offense. But Saquon coming back, you got to figure a lot of those passes are going to be going to him and maybe not to Evan Ingram. 
Um, but they bring in that veteran Kyle Rudolph behind there with the consistency issues, with the health issues. I feel like the writing's on the wall for, uh, you know, if Evan Ingram doesn't come back and show that, uh, that tight end four skills, uh, I think he gone in 2022. For sure. I'm not mad at, I got one weak spot on the team. He's got potential. We'll see what happens. Uh, he's got to score a couple more touchdowns that offense will get some red zone trips and, uh, for for my sake, I need him to get some points because my tight end, the rest of my tight ends aren't looking so hot. Yeah, I mean, you're one of the only teams in the league. If you look at the at the starters and you look at the roster versus uh, percent played, I mean, all of your guys are 99 or 100 percent rostered. And uh, Evan Ingram, um, it's the first guy that we've talked about so far that's only 99 percent rostered. I don't know what mm-hmm. kind of fools they're playing that don't have this guy um, <laughs> on their team. Maybe they have like you know eight person rosters or something. But um, I mean. You could say it's a weak point, but he's still he's still a solid guy to to put in there in the starting lineup. For sure, man. Um, just as I'm looking at this and I'm looking at your tight end depth, uh, I'm looking at my tight end depth, uh, and I'm man, I, I'm I'm thinking about I got a trade brewing here because um, there are definitely some guys I'm not gonna lie on your squad that I would like, but it, it's just so hard. I feel like to pull off a trade between uh, historically the number one and number two team in the league. Uh, going into year seven of our dynasty league, man. Um, Sometimes it's so hard to listen to you talk about how good your team is. I mean, <laughs> you know, um, living in the shadow, you know, is 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 nothing new for 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 you two scumbags. Um, so moving right along, uh, Justin Jefferson uh, is a guy who you picked up this off season, right? That's correct. Yeah. Would you get? Would you give up for Justin Jefferson? Couple first and uh, Marlon Mack. I got Justin Jefferson and uh, a second for two firsts, Marlon Mack and a second. So I guess it was only two firsts. Yeah, that's not a bad deal at all, man. Um, you know he's going to be twenty three here in June. Uh, dude is a is is a is a tower. Six foot three, hundred ninety pounds. Uh, was drafted number twenty two overall last year out of LSU. Um, offensive rookie of the year runner up. Uh, this dude got 125 targets, 88, uh, receptions and 1400 yards, which was a rookie record, 15 point, uh, 15.9 yards per reception. Super crazy. Finished as a rookie, uh, wide receiver six with 274 fantasy points. Um, look, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I I didn't. I don't know where this guy went in our draft. As far as two, I think he went two one. To be honest, that sounds about right. Because you got him from uh, from Bucks and Blue, right? From Joel. I uh, I got it from Baker. Baker actually, I got the history here. Bucks and Blue drafted him at two o two. Yeah, two 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 o two. Then traded him for Deshaun Watson. A little move there, JJ, and a first for Deshaun Watson. A couple picks. So it's just it's crazy that that he's able to do this as a rookie um, in an offense that that passed uh, you know twenty six teams passed the ball more than they did in twenty twenty. You've also got Thielen out there. You got Dalvin Cook out there who are eating, um, you know. And I don't I don't see much changing in this offense. You know, you got Kyle Rudolph left, um, who we're talking about way too much on this podcast um, <laughs> for only getting thirty seven targets last year. Uh, Andy Lombard hit me up. Um, Irv Smith, you know, Irv Smith, I think is going to get, is going to get a boost there. Um, but you know, you, you got Justin Jefferson, you got Adam Thielen, Ola BC Johnson, Ch- uh, Chad Malibu's most wanted BB. 
Um, you got Kirk Cousins uh, going to be 33 this year. Um, how much? Yeah, I mean, does... what do you, what do you think about Kirk Cousins with the whole report that um, they did try to make a move to get Fields? You know, that could be the only thing that's a little detrimental to that relationship, and maybe he doesn't ball out because maybe Kurt's a little unhappy this year, and you know the chemistry's off. I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of that might bring uh, Jefferson down a little bit. Man, Kirk Kirk Cousins like a little orphan child. He's just used to getting beat, and he just goes out there and, and does his thing. He doesn't care. A little talk's not gonna hurt his feelings. He seems like a like a super poor man's mentality, kind of Aaron Rodgers, where like he wants to stick it to him too, but he just can't do it as well. You remember back, uh, you know, with uh, the old uh, Washington football team back when they were in the Redskins, uh, they won that game, and and you know he was yelling at Dan Snyder, "How you like that? How you, you like that? that? Yeah. You like that?" So, um, <laughs> you know, he's got some fire in him. You know, he just needs to. To, to kind of put it out there a little bit more. But so like giving up what you gave up for Justin Jefferson, because you got a nasty team, but you gave up, you know, not like you couldn't get some draft picks back if you wanted to, you know, get some of these guys, trade some of these guys away, but you gave up a lot of future assets. Um, Justin Jefferson absolutely killed it. That QB situation is a little murky. It seems like they want to, you know, they want to go elsewhere uh, from Kirk Cousins, you know, even though he could, you know, have three to – Seven more years? Who knows the way that QBs are playing this year. Um, the Vikings did draft Kellen Mons uh, in this draft this, this past year. Does that bother you about, about Justin Jefferson at all, or you think you think uh, he's going to continue to do wide receiver one things? Uh, I don't know about Kellen Mond taking over a spot. I guess if they don't want to pay Cousins the money, they, they put him in. But uh, it's all about the play-action game. Dalvin Cook runs at it. Justin Jefferson's going to have one-on-one coverage. Vikings had some major upgrades to their offensive line this year. They're going to be running that running that rock quite heavy, which is unfortunate for uh, for Dalvin on being on your team. But uh, it should open up the passing game regardless of who's playing quarterback. One-on-one, Justin Jefferson wide open. He's actually a wide receiver I didn't love so much coming out of the draft. You know, I, I, he was coming out of LSU, and he's playing on the best team in the nation – you know, sometimes you credit that up to just being a, a dominant team that, that expected to dominate. So uh, I saw the, saw some work, saw some highlights, and decided to take my shot and really was able to cash in on Josh Jacobs and Marlon Mack, essentially is what I traded for, for Justin Jefferson. And if you look at it like that, it wasn't that bad of a trade. Right, man. I mean, look, I, I, I'm not turning down NFL scouting jobs, but I didn't see it either when I was looking at the tape. You know, I saw his four four three forty. So he, I mean, he's big, he's fast. Um, he he kind of looked to me like he was. I don't know if it was slow or lazy or maybe it's just he's he's just like that's got that silky smooth kind of. But he just he he just I can't even explain it. He just didn't look like he was really moving. He didn't look like he was cutting. Um, but he was getting he's open. That, he's got that Terrell Pryor cut. For, for real. A little, little dead leg. Yeah, I mean, he, you watch some of the stuff. I feel like in the NFL, he, he's got a little bit of wiggle, though. I don't know what it is. I see it more. Maybe just put in work in the offseason, running up to, to the season. But, yeah, you're right. I didn't see the, the agility to, the, you know, to, to break away from people. And he, he's been doing it all season last year. So I see Justin Jefferson in that, you know, wide receiver six to 10 range. Um, you know, I don't really see him going much higher. I feel like last year was, was, you know, this guy could be a perennial all-star kind of guy. I feel like last year might have been 
maybe his best finish at wide receiver six. You know, I mean, we'll, we'll see. 1,400 yards, I mean, that's a ton. Uh, he did get 125 targets. You know, seven touchdowns is not, you know, it's not a low number, but also feel like he's got some room to put a couple more touchdowns under his belt this year if those receiving yards come down. So um, I could see, um, you know, especially as, as he, you know, I don't, I don't know how the, the Vikings see, you know, between J.J. and Thielen, who's wide receiver one, who's wide receiver two. Um, you know, obviously the future there is with Justin Jefferson, but, um, you know, a, as they start to eclipse each other, um, you know, uh, Justin Jefferson could uh, could definitely be a wide receiver one for quite some time. Yeah, 11, 11 yards of target. They're going to get those targets up to about 150, and then I'll be real happy. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, your last flex spot um, – is uh your team namesake uh cd lamb uh 22 years old man this 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 made me feel so old which i am uh Mm -hmm. looking to see when his birthday was uh so he just turned 22 uh on april 8th of 1999 nice Um, i I remember 99 that was a good year um uh um, wide receiver 22 last year as a rookie, 218 fantasy points played in all 16 games, uh, got 111 targets, uh, 74 receptions, 935 yards, five touchdowns. I mean, th- those are definitely good, solid numbers, but if you look at the details a little bit more, um, this guy is a dynamo, man. I, I believe that this will be your highest, CeeDee Lamb's going to finish higher than, than any of your other wide receivers this year. Um, you know, wide receiver, weeks one through five last year, one through five, uh, he was averaging 17 points per game. And th- that's his first five NFL games in, in his career. He's averaging uh, 17 points. Then Dak Prescott goes down. And in week six through week 17, he's averaging 12 points per game with Andy Dalton. So obviously there was a big impact there. Uh, Andy Dalton uh, was on pace last year to to throw – or not Andy Dalton, I'm sorry, Dak Prescott was on pace last year to, to throw for like 5,600 yards. It was absolutely stupid um, how, how the Cowboys were slinging the rock, plus being behind in, in, in every game. Their defense was atrocious. Uh, but yet uh, – Amari Cooper finished this wide receiver 15. CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver 22 last year. Um, you and I both love this guy, man. I, I was This was my guy last year. Uh, the way the, that the, the draft shook out, I ended up going Joe Burrow and, uh, and Jonathan Taylor instead. But this, this is going to be one of those – I mean, it's going to haunt me. If, if I don't end up with CeeDee Lamb in this or another league, um, he's going to be the one that got away. Yeah, I mean, I I can't agree more. I'm looking back at, at last year's drafts. We had C H and J T over uh, and J K Dobbins over C D. I think uh, I think some of those guys are going to regret those those picks down the road, especially the longevity at wide receivers and how many spots we got to fill. We'll uh we'll see. I I absolutely love this dude. Like you mentioned, Dak Dak lit the world on fire for the first couple games until he. He blew out a tire. Uh, even even Andy Dalton figured out how to get him the ball here at the end of the season. Put up put up a couple games of close to twenty, one over twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's a touchdown machine. 
was in college. Looks like he's going to continue to be that way. Just watching some of those games where Oklahoma, you think it's a college game, and, oh, man, why is he wide open for 40 yards behind the defense? And No way that's going to happen at the NFL level. And you see a couple of his touchdowns. He's, he's 30 yards behind because he, he knows how to get behind the defense, read defenses, sell, sell a direction he's, he's headed and cut back the other way. Dude's special. Yeah, I know we already talked about how like special your wide receiver lineup is, but when I was looking at your roster, this is another guy that I thought is uh, with with uh, Mr. Rain Dakota coming back this year and, and playing healthy. I thought um, I thought he was going to be. It wouldn't be a stretch for him to finish as your number one wide receiver, and with the guys we talked about, that's pretty special. Um, speaking of of Rain Dakota Prescott, um, C. D. Lambs, Mr. Sedarian uh, himself. You know, I was looking that up and. Um, I kind of, I didn't remember what the origin was, but uh, and then I kind of forgot about Dak's name being Rain too. So you got Rain and Sedarian uh, out there for massive hookups this season for sure. Might have to be a new team name coming up. We'll we'll see how that works. <laughs> I mean, just keep me out of it is all I gotta say. Um, <laughs> this this guy is is super talented, man. You know, obviously getting Dak back in there, you expect them to do great things. Uh, Zeke didn't have the greatest year last year either. Um, you know, I, I think that whole team, well, I don't know. Th- there was reports of that team uh, once Dak went down, kind of putting their, their head down, kind of uh, packing it in. Didn't didn't really have Andy, uh, Andy Dalton's back there. Um, and you know, may, maybe weren't competing as much as, as they could have. Those were reports mm-hmm. that you heard about Zeke specifically. Um, but you know, you got Amari Cooper there, you got CeeDee Lamb, you got Michael Gallup, who I think some people last year, you know, I think we're giving Michael Gallup, you know, talented guy. Uh, he had some, he's had some big games in his career and he's also had quite a few that are, that are not. Um, I see those two flip-flopping this year. CeeDee Lamb in that wide receiver six to six to, to 10 range. Amari Cooper in that wide receiver, you know, 14 to 18 range. Um, you also got Blake Jarwin coming back healthy. Zeke back up in the mix. Um, I mean, he could be hurt slightly by, you know, just so many people in that offense that are going to touch the ball. But, you know, talent is not going to be a reason that, that this guy, uh, you know, finishes, finishes low. Uh, yeah, I think we saw a new look from the Cowboys. They, last year, over the last couple of years, they've lost a couple of those beast offensive linemen to a couple to injury. I think another retired um, I think you yep. saw it at the beginning of last season. They were slinging the rock. They were passing it around all over the field. It was no longer the pound the rock with, with Zeke. Um, Elliott still got his touchdowns when Dak was there, so I think he, he gets a little bit of a boost with, with Dak back for sure. Um, but, yeah, I think, that, I think they're going to be a passing offense more heavily than, than the run offense they were before. I think if you look at that, that complete wide receiver lineup, there is uh, several more than one – out of a thousand possibilities in which I have five of the top 10 wide receivers going into uh, next year. So couldn't, couldn't be happier with that. Very definitely, man. Uh, all the worst of luck to you. Uh, so going into <laughs> your super flex uh, position, um, this is, you know, in Adam's mind, your, your QB one, uh, Ryan Tannehill, uh, ninth, nine years in a league out of Texas A&M went eighth overall back in, uh, in 2012. Feels like a really long time ago. Um, cause it was, uh, 481 attempts last year, 315 completions for 65.5%, 3,800 yards, um, 33 touchdowns and seven interceptions. So, um, you know, those are, those are decent numbers. Um, you know, 
for him to finish as quarterback eight, you may be, be kind of scratching your head, but you got to look at his rushing yards. Uh, 43 attempts, 266 yards, seven rushing touchdowns. So I guess you get a little bit of that uh, when you do the bootleg or that, uh, that QB sneak at the goal line when you got um, massive Derrick Henry uh, breathing steam out of his nostrils in, in the backfield there. Um, so, I mean, you know, you got Tannehill. Uh, you also have uh, Derek Carr as your uh, your QB two and three. Uh, what do you, how, how do you feel about your QB situation? I, listen, I I like it this season if Aaron Rodgers plays. Um, I think uh, I I would not love to start Derek Carr, although I I am one of the largest Derek Carr fans, definitely the largest in the league. Um, but the, the Raiders are running out of time to, to, to figure out how to use him. So obviously if Rodgers doesn't play, I'm hurting. Maybe I trade one of these receivers for a, you know, a, a young quarterback that uh, could possibly flip for on anybody's team other than yours, Reap. Carson Wentz. <laughs> oh, I know we, we've, 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 uh, we've exchanged some, uh, some messages about Carson Wentz. Um, I also got some tight ends. Uh, I don't know. And, and uh, Derek Carr, uh, you also got from this guy uh, yeah. for the tenth, uh, the tenth pick overall. Um, yeah, back we should get some our... stats on who you took with that pick. I, I took. Wonder. Man, I just a long time ago. That'd be an impressive memory. You remember that one? I think you took. I think you took Leonard uh, Carew. No, Leon. <laughs> Leon Carew. No. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be very interesting. We can check that out later. But uh, Tannehill, obviously, major news. Julio going there. Uh, big, big trade, I think, boosts his uh, his red zone touchdowns uh, throwing. Maybe maybe sure. they throw a little bit more. I don't know which team in the NFL is going to be able to double uh, load the box and cover both both Julio and uh, A.J. That offense is going to be scoring touchdowns uh, left and right. Yeah, so. I actually just got a text from a little Weebon a little bit ago, and like we haven't talked in maybe a couple of weeks, and he just sends me a text like, "I don't know if I like that trade for Julio. Like he has no teeth in the game. I don't know. <laughs> That's just like typical uh, Ebon. Haven't talked to you for a couple of weeks. Uh, let, let's talk about uh, the trade. But I, I mean, it's gonna be hard with uh, you know with those wide receivers and Derrick Henry now. I, yeah, it's tough. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it does for roll. either either AJ or Julio's stock. I guess you got to think it's gonna, you know, hit hit one of them a little bit. But uh, you, you got to think, think they're gonna up his number. I know he talked about it already, but he he said he was. I think he would. Julio's uh, he probably grew up watching Julio, idolizing that dude. Uh, you know, kind of looking up to him. I bet he gives it up for him. He's gonna what? Julio's got what a year or two left max, and then he'll be he'll be out of there. He can take his number back. Sure. So I think this is a really interesting situation. I don't think that it affects Ryan Tannehill at all. Um, anything, you know, I, I think it makes him uh, boost, boost him up a little bit. Um, you had 157 targets uh, left Tennessee last year between Corey Davis and Johnny Smith. Uh, Julio Jones came in, came in. He only played nine games in 2020. Um, but back in 2019, uh, in the 15 games that he played in uh, Atlanta, uh, he saw over 25% of the, the target share, uh, which is pretty crazy. Uh, A.J. Brown, 22% target share in 2020. Um, you know, Atlanta was number four in passing attempts last year. 
Tennessee was number 29. So you have Julio Jones coming in there. Um, you know, Anthony Ferkser is a guy who um, I, I really think is going to going to finish uh, very respectable this year. I think that he's going to be a guy that you could start a handful of weeks, definitely in uh, you know in bye weeks and injury situations. Um, fringe yeah, I, tight end I think number I actually, one. I made a trade attempt at, at him a couple weeks ago, and uh, it was shot down. Well, you know, still trade details on the air, but <laughs> um, I thought you know I thought it was pretty good, but uh, I mean. You, you smash the client on that, and I get it. Um, but, yeah, I think he's a guy, too, that's going to um, put up some decent numbers, especially with these guys stretching the field for him. Yeah, I think with my current tight end situation, i got to have a couple players. i got to have a couple options. If Ingram doesn't work out, then i got to have a couple options because I, I don't have a top tight end option. So i got Everett, Ferkser, both in the offseason for a couple late-round picks. I, I got to spin the gamble and see what happens. You know, Maybe I hit on it, maybe I don't, but at least there's some – some shares there if it does work out uh, to my favor. He definitely proved that he could get some get some play. Got a touchdown sure. in there and, last season. I, we'll, I we'll do see. have uh, – I do own Julio, so if you want to trade, you want to open <laughs> up the trade talks, man, let me know. Slide into the DMs. I, I was an original owner of Julio. I traded him probably a little too early. Um, he definitely, definitely got a couple more years of production than I thought he was, but uh, – I think anybody over 30, I'm not interested in trading a wide receiver back to my team. I think uh, I see Julio. Uh, I'm going to say wide receiver 17 this year. Uh, A.J. Brown, wide receiver 14. Uh, and Ryan Tannehill in the wide receiver – or I'm sorry. Uh, he, he, was was a, he was a wide receiver. He, he was. It's not impossible. Uh, Julio <laughs> may just come in there and push him off the center, go point out, have him, have him wide up, line up in the slot. Um, but I just don't see Ryan Tannehill having seven rushing touchdowns again. Uh, he, he had four the year before that, um, but never, you know, has, has never really been a, a guy that that's gotten in, um, on the, on the ground, you know, back in Miami, he, he, he had one rushing touchdown, uh, every year. Um, I, I think he's going to see some regression there. If you look at his stats, um, I just I don't I don't see I mean his efficiency there with uh, with seven touchdowns or seven interceptions on thirty three touchdowns um, you know he does protect the ball keep keep the ball in the offense pretty well but um, I, I see this guy not as a as a QB one this year yeah I think he's I think he's in the low end QB one uh, range and at eleven twelve range you look at his rushing touchdowns he had four the season before in twenty nineteen with four less games. So I think it's on pace. That's two back-to-back seasons, the same team averaging around that 5-6 a season. Um, I, I think he's still in that 5-6 that rushing touchdown. He's going to get those little bootlegs with Derrick Henry. He basically walks in the end zone because he gets all the attention. So, Well, you know, you know Julio's not snatching touchdowns from him because uh, that's kind of that's the one knock on that guy, man, is uh, he, he's not a touchdown guy. Yeah, he'll, he'll get chased down around the 10-yard line and then uh, let Derrick Henry and Tannehill finish it off. There you go. Um, all right, so that is a, a super nasty starting lineup uh, for Dodeca and Eli. Uh, jumping in the bench here, I got one guy that is that that I want to talk about, and uh, I know Dodeca Eli wants to talk about, and then we'll open it up to uh, a couple others that, that are worth worth a couple a couple mentions here, maybe, and maybe a, a stat line or two. But um, I'm referring to Cam Akers, uh, 21 years old, uh, coming out of his rookie season from FSU. I know this is a uh, Cam Akers is another, another, uh, another, you, you had a Cam Akers name for a while. 
in the off season, right? Cam Akers, Cam Akers is my dude. I love Cam Akers. I uh, might, yeah. I might, I might change it back at some point. We'll see. Yeah, very creatively uh, named your team. I love Cam Akers. So, um, I think that was even before the draft, and no one else wanted to take him. That was your guy. So, what do you, you, you know, look, looking at the stat line? Uh, why are we talking about you know uh, running back number forty-two last year? Um, you know, he had one hundred and forty-five attempts, six hundred and twenty-five yards, four point three yards per attempt. Not bad. Only two touchdowns. Uh, he only got fourteen targets, which he really kind of thought that he was going to come in and, and be a, a PPR guy, at least a third down guy. Is what I felt like last year. I feel like Cam Akers was going to do well based on his pass catching ability. One hundred and twenty-three yards uh, receiving. Um, you know, one one touchdown there. Um, you know what? What's up with this? With, with this? With this? Uh, this Rams rushing offense last year? Yeah, and it's it's really a, a run heavy offense. So you'd, you'd obviously like to see more production, but it's a as you said, twenty one years old, no off season due to COVID. Right, comes in, it's not really picking up the playbook well. Takes a little while to get going. Finally, gets some touches. Gets injured. Takes a couple more games. Tweaks his ankle again. He, it took a long time for him to finally get some touches. But then you you look down week week twelve against San Fran, he gets nine attempts for eighty four yards. I think he busts a, a big one, forty fifty yards in that one. And from there on, they start finally feeding him some touches because they could see what he could do with when he hits a hole. He's not that Malcolm Brown, Daryl Henderson, you know, get get four yards and and fall down. So. Yeah, you know, and I heard I heard this somewhere, um, so I, I believe it to be true because I believe everything I hear. But uh, Cam Akers <laughs> was not a running back in high school. He was converted to running back at FSU. So, you know, he is 21 years old. He has been playing the position um, a relatively short amount of time for a professional, uh, you know, NFL starting running back. Uh, yeah. He was, uh, you know, taken number 52 overall in the second round back in, in 2020. So, I mean, it says a ton about this guy's athleticism. I remember watching tape on this guy, and it was really hard to decipher because he was on a, a god-awful team. Um, but he was just, I mean, the dude is fast. Uh, he's agile. He's quick. He's all those um, all, all those words, man, that they just – he's all over the field. Um but like, how do you, I, it was hard for me to translate that to the NFL. I saw the talent that I think that you and a lot of other people saw, because there's a lot of people are, are on the Cam Akers hype train, even still. Um, but yeah, it, it was, look, the way he started the year um, really made, made anyone that was, uh, that was doubting Cam Akers really get way off. I remember uh, Joe Decker, Brian, and I went back and forth. Um, he was appalled that I offered him a, a 21 second uh, for Cam Akers during at some point last year, uh, he he thought that was a slap in the face. Um, but you know, down the stretch, uh, week thirteen through seventeen, really, and any time when you look at when you gave this guy uh, more than nine touches, you know, he he got something going. He he did decent. You know, he 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 only had uh, a couple games that he was really featured that you would say. Uh, week 13, week 14, uh, and he put up 16.4 and 21.4 yards in, in those games where he got uh, he, he, he got that number one look. Yeah, I mean, the potential, and, and if you haven't seen it, it's kind of quite a treat to go back and watch his high school highlight tape as a quarterback. It's, uh, it's quite, a, quite impressive. State, state champion uh, team out of Mississippi. Uh, 
absolute monster and then you'll hear McVeigh talk about it a little bit started to implement the wildcat a little bit which I think is playing into that hype and um, where his his hype is is out outperformed his his performance and numbers from last year but you look and even in the playoffs so these games that you're not seeing on the on the stat sheet on the fantasy stat sheet from from right. last year he was over 100 total yards or at least clo- close to it on in both of those playoff games and really led that team was the focal point with with Goff uh, being being benched and and Wofford coming in and and uh, still putting up a hell of a performance, so I think that's what the team's looking at. They got rid of uh, Malcolm Brown in the off season. It's less touches out of the backfield. There, you you expect a lot more of those work workhorse checkdowns. He was making people miss. I mean, he looked extremely athletic, and that's what I looked at the the tape from last year when he got his touches. He performed. He made people miss. He broke big plays. Scored touchdowns when he's in close. Wildcat looks looks exciting. I, I'd I'd like to see them use that a little bit more, just as a fan of the game. But and- yeah, and he he doesn't have to compete with Malcolm Brown anymore. Uh, the Rams finally, after you know, thought Malcolm Brown was going to walk two years ago, uh, went to Miami. Uh, so you've got you know Daryl Henderson, Xavier Rhodes, uh, Xavier Jones rather in uh, you know on the depth chart uh, there with him. So opportunities i mean i still don't think they're going to give him the keys um it seems like you know they just will not let him anyone other than todd Gurley just be the the number one guy there um you know and just get all the touches i think daryl henderson is going to get his um i wouldn't surprise be surprised to see xavier jones getting you know you getting five six rushes a game you know, people, xavier jones <laughs> who is that xavier jones <laughs> Get out of here. Cam Akers is the dude. You saw it at the end of the year. They're going to continue to feed him. Daryl Henderson was healthy went during that time. They're not giving touches to anybody else but Cam Akers unless he gets tired and needs a, a breather for a couple snaps. I don't know, man. I just look. Right now, uh, it's June 7th. I just want you to remember um, that right now, you're not on him. When he's hot, you'll be all on him. <laughs> I think he tried that for uh, one of the other Rams running backs. Uh, there was some like fourth, I don't know. He got drafted in a seventh round. A little quick guy out of Tennessee. I forget his name. John Kelly. Uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I think he tried to sell him. They w- that's what Xavier Jones is. Some guy you're going to try and hype up because he, he ran for 40 yards in the preseason game and you need him as a backup. That's Xavier Jones. You do have pick five, twelve. So I mean, you could snatch it. <laughs> hey, man! I remember uh, we put together a trade. I think I got a second round pick out of that because you traded. This was back pre sleeper days when we had to remember what draft picks we had, mm-hmm. and you gave me. Uh, I gave you John Kelly uh, for D.D. Westbrook, and and no, neither one I, of them. For, and for, neither for, one of them did anything for for a third. For a third, yeah, and you, you didn't have a third. Yeah, yeah. So we went back in there, and I made you give me D.D. Westbrook, who, who yeah, didn't yeah. do much. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. man. And I uh, – so you got um, – look, I, I think he'll have a chance this year for sure. Obviously, you got Matt Stafford coming in there doing some uh, – gonna, it's going to be a different offense with him. I think uh, they're going to get back to that more uh, – explosive offense that the team's got to cover the whole field. I think everybody started realizing that, uh, that Jared Goff was, uh, you know, was, was not anyone that they needed to, uh, that, that Rams offense is going to put up some serious points with Stafford major upgrade. You got, uh, Van Jefferson, you know, sophomore year coming out. They got rid of Josh Reynolds. 
Van Jefferson is going to step up, stretch the field a little bit for them. They're going to be a nice team. My favorite part about Cam Akers, he's 21. You look at Najee Harris coming out right now, he's 23 years old, going to the Steelers, getting this hype as he's going to be the new rookie. He's still a year and a half younger than, than Najee coming out. So um, he's, got a, he's got plenty of time to grow and, and, and fully understand the, the running back position and, and develop as a player. So. Yeah, I'm not mad at it, man. The one thing I am mad on is that I did jack up that quote a little bit with Xavier Jones. Um, right now, you didn't want him, but when he's hot, you'll be all on him. Xavier Jones! <laughs> um, all right, so those are the the, the players on the Joe Deck and Eli squad that are worth uh, a long conversation. Um, we talked a little bit about Anthony Ferkser. Um, I think he's a talented guy. Adam also sounds like he's into him. Um, trying to send some trades over there. He's got, got a lot of opportunity. Um, Gerald Everett, uh, another tight end. I think Eli, I like your bench. I think you've got a lot of people on your bench that, you know, could have good years. At least these are the kind of players that I want because I feel like they could pop and I could make trades for some, some more established guys. I could see Gerald Everett, Anthony Ferkser, Philip Lindsay, Tariq Cohen. Th- these are guys that I could see. Um, maybe even even a John Ross. Um, I got a second round pick out of Mark, uh out of MVS last year uh, in another league. Just waiting for for that one big game that he has. I think you got a lot of talent um, that could could put up a couple of decent stat lines this year, and that you could uh, you could fleece out in a trade there, um, or maybe they're just they're players that uh, are able to establish themselves. I'm a big Brian Edwards fan, um, as I know you are as well. Got him. Late in the second round last year, middle of the second round. I remember yeah, I was trying to work yeah, a trade middle, with you while Adam was eating dinner. Picked him up at the at the two ten, and that you seen the. I don't know if you've seen the Twitter photos or coming out in camp. This dude's yoked. Obviously, uh, you know it doesn't mean as much on the field, but that dude's that dude's put in some work in the off season. Another young player, twenty two. Um, you know, we'll, yeah, know we'll see that, what happens, um, Chris. Chris talked to me about drafting this guy in the first round last year. He yeah, had, like pick eleven or twelve or something yep. like that. He was like, he was telling me he wanted to do it, but he just, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't do it because he knew where he he should have went. But um, definitely somebody yeah. that's a, a rising star. I went so, with uh, Henry Ruggs and Henry Ruggs instead, his teammate. Um, yeah, where's where's Patty finish this year, man? What do you got him? What do you got, Matt Reed? Um, look, I I think that he is. <laughs> gonna finish second i don't I don't know how else to say that yeah. um but right. you look I, you know i got him finishing first so okay well that's cute now. um but you know <laughs> for the last dance uh for champ loop of batman's last dance i'm not gonna let uh dodec take me out um cd's nuts uh cedis second place uh trophy <laughs> but um i mean there, there's some teams. Look, uh, Hog Wild, Woo Pig Suey is definitely going to be tough again this year. Um, yep. Bowling Beatdown and, uh, and and Dirty Mike and the boys are going to be competitive. Uh, Phone Home uh, is going to be competitive. Somehow, Ibon almost made me curse. Uh, <laughs> stinking Ebon's old crusty team uh, finds a way. He uh, look, he was so hot. At the end of the year last year, I man, he's put up 200 points a game. I thought he was going to beat me, scumbag, yeah. um, but he didn't. Um. So the last thing, the last thing I have for Eli is one of those, um, you know, like those 
like what's your stripper name uh, calculators right i got one for what's your fantasy football name so you ready eli yeah all right what's your favorite color uh orange orange all right what's the mascot of your uh the school you went to in college bulls what's your middle name christopher who are you taking a two three Ooh, good one. Oh, it didn't work. <laughs> All right. It's on the tip of my tongue, too. All right, we'll wait to fill that one in. So uh, it was a pleasure having at Dodeki Eli on the show today. Uh, team name Orange Christopher Bulls. I don't know. You know what I just realized? <laughs> You're in, in your name, you even finished second to me. I, I got Christopher as a first name. You got Christopher as a second name. I, I see it now. Uh, it's cosmic um, that you're destined to finish second again this year. Um, but it was great having you on here today, uh, Dodeki Eli. I'm sure we'll have you on the podcast many more times this year. Wide receivers run the world. See these nuts, Reeb. You're going to hear that a lot. Yeah, I, I, I see them. Ew. <laughs> That wraps up our show. I hope you enjoyed it. If you liked today's episode, please check out some of our other content on Spotify and give us a like and a follow. You can also follow us on Twitter at Dodeca Adam, at Dodeca Eli, and I'm at Dodeca Chris. Thanks for listening.